Have you ever read the labels in the products you use in your home? That stuff is toxic. Why would we want those harmful substances in your home? Well, that's how I felt. So I made some major changes. Today, I'm going to tell you what I did to make my home healthier without breaking the budget and how you can affordably do the same. Here we go. Hi, and welcome back to the Positively Prepping Podcast. I'm Annie, and today I'm telling you about my journey to have a healthier home and how you can do so too. Let's get started. First of all, I want to tell you about the inspiration that got me started on this more holistic journey to having a chemical-free home in the first place. My youngest daughter is getting ready to have her first baby. She's been very conscious about what's coming in and out of her body and what's coming in and out of her home as well. She's been asking me a lot of questions when it comes to having a chemical-free home. When I looked around my own home, I realized that I needed to start practicing what I was preaching, and the journey began. So how did I get started? Well, I made a list of all the chemical products that I'd had. This included dish soap, laundry soap, bath and body products, cleaners, and so on. I decided to do some research. I went to the internet, homesteading blogs, books, and of course Pinterest to find some safer ways of creating those same products, but in a more organic and healthy way. This was an eye-opener for me. Here's what I learned. Almost everything you need in your home can be made a much healthier way with only a few ingredients. Now, I don't recommend you run out and purchase everything all at once. Of course, if you can afford to do so, by all means, go ahead. And some of these items you may already have on hand. My list includes two gallons of white vinegar, one gallon of apple cider vinegar, although I intend to make this next time around, Castile soap. Now, I prefer Dr. Bronner's, but there are safe alternatives, too, that are a little bit more reasonable in price. Uh, Lemons and oranges, yes, the fruit, coconut oil, olive oil, vegetable glycerin, arrowroot powder, baking soda, any essential oils. Now, I buy mine from Simply Earth currently, but you have to find the essential oils that work for you. Beeswax, whether it be pellets or sheets, I do both. Melt and pour soap. Now, I buy it at Michael's and I buy the five-pound blocks, but you can start with smaller blocks. Spray bottles, mason jars, cheesecloth, wicks. These can be wooden or braided. Molds for soap, any silicone molds will do, even in the candy aisle. Rubbing alcohol and cotton towels. Now, I know this list may seem a bit strange, but let me explain. We're going to start with cleaning supplies. Now, I'm not going to give you a bunch of recipes on here today, or you'll be listening to this episode for hours. However, I do have a bunch, so if you're interested, you can check out my website at roadtoreliance.com and just search for cleaning recipes. So basically, here's what I found. Vinegar is the greatest thing in your arsenal and the base to a lot of cleaners. Placing orange or lemon peels or even pine needles into a mason jar and then filling it with vinegar and letting it sit for a few weeks, this makes an excellent cleaner. You just drain it after two to three weeks into a spray bottle and voila. Um, I use the lemon cleaner in my kitchen and bathrooms and the pine cleaner on my floors. The pine cleaner kind of reminds me of Mr. Clean um, and is actually how it used to be made. 
Now, straight vinegar in a spray bottle will clean your windows when used with newspaper, but so will rubbing alcohol. The rubbing alcohol is all I use to clean the windshield of our vehicles, and if you have a windshield that had Rain-X on it that you're trying to get rid of, rubbing alcohol is the dream answer. Now, I use cotton tea towels or old socks to clean any surfaces, and then I throw all the cleaning rags in one bucket, and that's so they get washed separately from our clothes and our linens and things. Olive oil and coconut oil, when dabbed onto a cotton rag, they make excellent dusting cloths. A cup of baking soda followed by two cups of vinegar will clean and deodorize your drains as well as that toilet. Now, if you don't like the smell of vinegar, did you know that Castile soap has been added to distilled water to make dish soap, laundry soap, body wash, and even shampoo? You can add a few droplets of essential oils to make it smell better if you'd like. Castile soap is great for hunters too, by the way. It leaves no smell in your clothes or your body that would normally be caught by nearby deer. Now, my man loves hunting, so I would know. He actually bathes with Castile soap as a body wash. Now, vinegar in the softener cup of your washer will remove any smells left in your washer or your clothes, and it will soften your clothes too. My tiles are so much softer after being conditioned to the vinegar rinses than they ever were with fabric softener or dryer sheets. Now, if you have a cutting board, you could sprinkle some coarse salt and rub it with a cut lemon. It'll clean and it'll sanitize it. Now, let's talk about the beeswax and the milk and pour soap. Now, I used to grate down bars of soap from various stores and make my own body wash. However, those soaps still had the chemicals. Now I use melt and pour base and I add my own essential oils and sometimes flowers and herbs. Melt and pour soap gives an excellent lather, it's easy to work with, and it makes a great project that you can even do with children. Castile soap can also be used if you don't want to use melt and pour soap. Now a note here I want to mention is that you may pay more for melt and pour soaps when you're finished. They're really not all that cheap. However, unless you want to make soap from scratch, which I do not have the time for and I don't want to mess with lye at this point, it's one way that I can guarantee no chemicals in my home, so I don't mind paying the extra for the melt and pour soap. Now the soap bases can also be used alongside of oils like olive oil, coconut oil, argon oil, avocado oil, and others to make other products as well. Just search Pinterest for DIY bath and body products and you will see what I mean. Now this is where the beeswax comes in. It helps your products firm up when making things with like coconut oils especially. And as a bonus, beeswax, the wraps, make simple and clean burning candles for your home as well. Now the vegetable glycerin and the arrowroot powder, they're actually additives for those who make bath and body products. But arrowroot powder can also be used when you dehydrate things like garlic or onions into powders. A small quarter of a teaspoon of arrowroot powder can be added to the top of those powders that you make after dehydrating things, and it'll keep it from clumping together. And yes, it is totally safe. Arrowroot powder is absolutely food safe. And did you know that baking soda, coconut oil, and peppermint essential oil can be used together combined as a DIY toothpaste? Now, apple cider vinegar is a must-have. I could go on for days about it. We take a bit each day as a shot, and I use it as a rinse for my hair. If we get those pesky little fruit gnats, a little bit of ACV in a cup covered with some saran wrap and having holes poked in it, 
will attract them into the cup and they'll meet their demise. Now, I buy all of my products off of Amazon. Try to buy from a reputable company with positive reviews when purchasing yours. The greatest part of becoming chemical-free and healthier is that most of the changes in products are what most people already have in their homes. So what do you think? Are you ready to ditch the chemicals and start living a healthier home life? I hope this information has at least inspired you to ditch the chemicals in your home. Until next week, stay safe and have a great Christmas.